Hey, what's up? Today is June 6, 2020. Sometimes I forget that I have cheese in my purse, and that's not really good. And this is We're All Here. And I am your host, Kat Jones, and I may also have a taco in my purse, usually. And I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. You are really killing it on these uh, intros, <laughs> I must say. Am I? Are they good or are they awful? Well, well I mean, yeah, I, I like it better than what it was before, but I mean, that one was obviously very silly. Well, when I was introducing silly. myself, when I was introducing myself before they even knew what they were listening to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Cat Jones. Here's today's date and something Did I mention I'm Cat Jones. Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, it's queer all year, and and I'm Cat Jones again. Um, yeah. Cat Jones. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about. Um, uh, we were talking uh, that, uh, about how that thing that we need to redact or. Uh, um, oh, we're not redact, but I have to apologize to a very to a racist organization for reasons that will become clear in a second so may 15th i spent quite a bit of time making fun of the kappa alpha order fraternity they say they're not fraternity and their motto is do it less dams dames whatever which means god and the ladies and they believe in chivalry and they're like spiritual founder is robert e lee and i just was making fun of them and like you know, they're Confederates and whatever. Um, and so uh, I am in a sorority called Phi Mu. Actually, it's a fraternity because we were invented before fraternities existed or before sororities existed. So um, our national office released a statement on recent acts of racial discrimination and violence, um, condemning, you know, violence against black people and affirming that we believe in our creed where we pledge to keep our lives gentle, merciful, and just, and to esteem the inner man above culture, wealth, or pedigree, and how we have always um, tried to educate our members on our privileges and stuff like that. And then they sent out this email to all of us and then it made it public. Uh, what do you mean, all of us? All every single five you, oh. every single one of us. Okay. <laughs> um, then we all got, yeah. Then we all got this email, and by we all, I mean all the everyone in five you, everyone tangentially related to five you. Uh, the National Council sent it out saying, yeah. So we released that statement the other day about how we condemn racism and all that. Um, and then, so we got a crap ton of emails and phone calls and stuff. And so, um, uh, we got to talk about a thing that we never taught any of you about. And somehow some people just found out about it. Uh, so like when we were founded, like pretty soon after we were founded, our founders then made Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, and Stonewall Jackson honorary members. And so they've been honorary members that whole time. But it's, like, cool because they didn't go through any ritual service and they weren't granted actual membership status. So, like, they're not really there, but we kind of still have to acknowledge it. And I'm like, whoa, look, okay. You guys taught me, like, 
all of the honorary FIMUs. Like uh, Julia Roberts is an honorary FIMU, you know, and you didn't teach me that literally we are founded on three women who then decided that these three Confederates were worthy of being in our fraternity. So, like, I, my, my sorority is founded on racism, literally. And why am I finding this out now? It's ridiculous. Like, and so, so it's basically like, like so you're saying been... that you, because of this fraternity you were in, you don't really have, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be uh, criticizing this other guy. Is it that what? Oh no, I'm saying like, <coughs> I spent order. a lot of time. I'm not saying I shouldn't be. No, oh. I'm saying like I I gave them a lot of crap, and then I kind of like held up by Mew over them a little bit. And then um, real okay. And then I found this out, which it makes me so angry because I I'm I'm I do that stupid thing where like I really believe we're a sisterhood, you know. So like. You know, if I meet a FIMU from Florida, she's my sister, you know, or, you know, we have like a sister chapter in Missouri, like FIMU, we're sisters. So that means these men were my brothers until whatever day they released this, June 3rd. Until June 3rd, Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, and Stonewall Jackson were my brothers, (laughs) is how I view is how I view my my, oh my sorority God. fraternity thing. So, like, to find that out was like incredibly hurtful because Very that was strange for Kansas. Hidden. It was founded in Peachtree, Georgia. Oh, okay. No, Macon, Georgia, and now it's now it's in Peachtree. Yeah, it's founded by, founded by Mary. Oh, right. It wasn't formed at Baker. Mary, Mary, and Martha. Right. What were their names? No. Yeah. Okay. Mary... Myrick, Daniel, Mary, Martha, Martha. I can't remember their names. Yay! <laughs> anyway, so I it was very. I don't. I was very hurt to receive this email. I was very hurt to not have been taught that. And I think a lot of my sisters would agree with me that we were not told about this, despite like honesty and you know integrity being a big part of our creed and what we're taught so but there not have been pictures up of it if they were members i you know what i have done so much googling about FIMU, like because uh every single sorority and fraternities initiation stuff is is out there on the internet like it just is and i can't remember our secret secret words um, so I've been trying to find those. And so I do a lot of Googling on the sorority and I, I, this never came up huh. and I am, I don't know why. And I'm ashamed, especially that so many people knew that they were like overrun with emails and phone calls and like they had to make a, you know, a, a statement and then they had to like in 2020 they had to retract the membership of these three confederate men from our sorority fraternity thing like huh i i don't know i thought we were i knew i know we occasionally if they were based in the south that now sounds believable to me yeah and we do occasionally every now and then have a 
fun little news story involving our sisters in the South where someone will yell the N-word out the window. And then oh, we have to be goodness. like, well, not all five muse, but then we also have to take her down. And like, yeah. But So that's I kind of thought that was the extent was just, you know, Southern college girls. Hmm. But nope. I guess. Well, I guess Southern college girls in the 18... 18- 50s so yeah i just wanted to acknowledge that fun and be like i'm not apologizing to that other group because they're a bunch of douches and whatever but i figured i should own none of us are innocent or completely innocent of anything no ignorance is not an excuse even though i don't know how i could have learned that like i said after so much googling and i went through you have to go through a lot of like classes and schooling like and lessons and stuff before you can get initiated so i went through a semester i think of learning everything about the history of imu i didn't come up weird so yeah but i didn't have to learn the greek alphabet like everyone else did i didn't have to take a test i didn't have to learn the greek alphabet and i'm like i don't know what the other sororities are doing i'm just here to be like you, you don't have friends at Baker unless you're in a sorority. Hmm. So, <laughs> I am Fair here enough. to be in the fat, ugly sorority. Do we? Should we <laughs> talk about Richard Heaton? Do we want to get on to? Um, yeah. Let's talk about a murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yay! Let's talk about racism. Let's talk about a murder, and they're not together for once, kind of. All right. So this was 1976, and we are talking about the murder of Richard. Heakin, I believe it's pronounced Heakin. I was not able to find a pronunciation yeah. on the internet. He was a 21-year-old man from Lincoln, Nebraska. He was a microfilm technician, which sounds like crazy smartsy. Like, Especially for 1976. I mean, because, sh- I mean, in 1976, that was before they were, like, inflating job titles, right? You know, like, today a microfilm technician would be, like, the, you know, kid who gets paid $5, <laughs> who works in high school, who then, like, puts you know, old newspapers onto the microfilm or whatever for the library, you know, or even the, like the volunteer kid trying to get his NHS hours, you know, (laughs) but so that like 1976 was before they were like inflating all those things, I assume, I think, but, um, so he was as out as it is possible to be. Like he, it, he is like so out, it is beyond out he was like like he would walk into a room and it was just like i'm here oh my god everyone pay attention and like that's not even like apparently an exaggeration or stereotypical voice apparently that was kind of kind of it um and he was loved and accepted by all of his friends and families like he was active in the queer community in lincoln nebraska he was like I mean, he was loud and proud, and his family loved him no matter what. And they, like, they loved his boyfriend. Like, he and his boyfriend were living together with his parents, like, in his parents' home. Uh, Like, they were just so, like, he had such a great life going on there. Like, he had wanted to be a marine biologist, and he was going to school for it. And he had to drop out because he had to work full time. But, I mean, other than that, he had, like, a really great life going on for him. And then he decided, 
that after he had saved up enough money for a car, he was going to go to Tucson, Arizona for a vacation. Don't do that. Just don't. No no one. Okay, whatever. Why? Is sorry, Tucson. Tucson not sorry, good not anymore? Sorry, I mean, Tucson. this was the 70s. Oh my. I mean. Was Tucson good in the 70s? No, I'm just saying this is the 70s. Isn't Tucson doing a lot better now? Isn't Tucson just just always not where you want to be? <laughs> I didn't think so. As far as I know. Okay, never I mind. I Maybe would... I'm wrong. You know more about On this. On my list of places to be, like, I would go to Elephant Butte before I went to Tucson. I'd go to Truth and Consequences, which sounds horrifying. Um, yeah, so he was at the Stonewall Tavern, and this is in Tucson, Arizona, so it is not the Stonewall Riots, Stonewall. Um, he w- It's just a local gay bar. And uh, so 13 high school jocks decided that they were going to go trawling around for trouble, uh, specifically looking to, quote, hassle queers, as was apparently the local pastime in Tucson. There uh, is... Because it's Tucson. Yeah, there is nothing more dangerous in this world than 13 high school jocks. Like... Mm, Yeah, well... (laughs) I would say you put three of them together and you've, you've got it. You've got something bad going on, but you got thirteen driving around in a a car is what it said. Like a truck, trying to find probably. a queer. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm seeing just a truckload of jock hicks driving around Tucson trying to find a queer to beat on. Yeah, there you go. They're all hanging out the back and yeah, car got surfing, bats and whatever. Well, okay, I'll let you tell what the story. A, well. Not any bats from what I've noticed. But anyway, yeah, so apparently that had become the local pastime. And, like, that's not even a joke. Like, apparently oh, that was just the thing God. that the high schoolers were doing at the time. And so these jocks uh, are all six feet tall or taller. They're all crazy ripped because, you know, general. I think they're football players. It didn't really say. Um, and then they're full of idiotic hormones that were confusing and made them feel the need to beat gays to prove that they weren't gay. So uh, they kind of like showed up outside the Stonewall Tavern. And then these meatheads began beating the ever-loving Christ out of five foot seven, 125-pound Richard. So these freaking jocks. Um, yeah. So he got... They're not entirely sure which blow killed him but they're pretty sure i mean he did get hit real hard in the back of the head like at the base of the neck or like where your head meets your spinal cord so that one definitely knocked him out um and he died an hour after the kids ran away like the losers they were slash are four of the 13 were brought to trial and i personally believe that that is because those four were probably the only ones under 18 which means they could be charged as minors, which means so their records cho- are sealed. Chose not to charge the are. other ones because they were over 18? There, well, I believe that's true. I mean, there's that... nothing, there's hardly anything out there about this, literally. And, and there's hardly anything because the court records are sealed because these were minors. And so that's all I can oh think is that they wanted the court God. records sealed. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, maybe the, is... maybe these maybe these four were just like crazy loyal and didn't want to flip on the others. And I'm like, I don't maybe think so. yeah, They're... probably not. They pro- jocks. I don't. I, well, 
I'm thinking they have influential they parents or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I imagine they're high school. I I bet they're football players. They didn't want to get them in trouble. But I the seventies people were 18. not. You know, what people were not very open towards gay people. The sev- yeah, dude, it was the seventies in Arizona. Yeah, so you I'm saying like the law, okay the Arizona. law might uh, down there might have not cared. Oh, they definitely didn't care. I mean, the only reason they they like have started leaving the queer community alone is because they hate the Mexicans now. So, huh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I guess I'm crapping on Arizona. Sorry, Grandma and Grandpa. They don't listen. Um, they're Kansas. Yeah, so I. They only stay in Arizona when it's cold. They're snowbirds. <laughs> Why would you go to Arizona of all the places you could oh. go? I'm going to New Orleans. Um, uh. But so, yeah, they said they did intend to beat the crap out of any queer guy they came across. And, and Richard was the second victim. Uh, they had beat another guy earlier. And I guess they were just like, you know, they got bored with him or something. I don't know. But um, so they said that uh, this murder had, was an accident, which I would not think is a decent defense under the law right now. But we're in 1976. And this is probably a gay panic defense to begin with. And, uh, yeah. So, I think they must have waived their right to a, jury, to a jury trial or else made a plea deal. I don't think they made a plea deal. But um, Judge Ben Birdsall made the ruling himself. So, he decided that they were guilty or, like, he took into... I don't know. It seems like they just said they were guilty and they didn't take a plea and he got to sentence them. So, he they got drum roll please. Probation. What? Yeah. What? He said For the mer- slap on the wrist shouldn't be seen as a slap on the wrist. And he took into consideration oh that they were good what? upstanding Jesus. boys, productive citizens like teenage jocks are productive citizens well, like what are they doing it's probably cuz they're the, like a football team football stars yeah i mean right? like that's what yeah. uh, those towns Literally, are lo- that's all what about I... exactly we don't well let and anything i mean getting in the way of our stars i mean Topeka high even kind of is a little like that depending on how well they're doing that season um yeah so productive citizens what are they doing is murdering people productive i guess i mean i guess if you think gay people should be murdered then sure they're they're productive and uh, i bet they um, probably felt that way well maybe the not judge the judge was, but the maybe. judge said he was really impressed by the fact that none of them had ever used any drugs not even weed which tells you a lot about tucson when you're really impressed that the four kids who committed murder have never done any drugs. Uh, so I which he doesn't know even know like that now. to be true. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know. They probably, I don't know. The seventies was weird. Like you either did or you were like, you thought everyone else had reefer fever, whatever it was called or yeah. So, uh, Let's see, I have a quote. The court is convinced that there is no danger to the public of repeated oh law God. violations by these men. No, so, men, a, even though 
yes, exactly. That's what I have in my notes. Yeah, literally, <laughs> A, men, and yet they're charged as juveniles to protect their identities. And B, <sighs> literally stated that they went out specifically to beat down any gay men they came across. So how are they not... Yeah, they're so, obviously so going to do it like, again. There were no consequences. Yeah. Well, I guess gay people aren't the public. There, there's no, you know, there's no uh, danger to the public because the gay people aren't the public. And these records are sealed. I cannot find these people. I don't know who they are. I guess I can go out and see how many more gay murders were committed and be like, area. well, how old are these people? You know, I didn't have time to go that deep. But now I'm kind of thinking, now that it's come to my mind, I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing the rest of the night. Um, so here are the, the, uh, whatever it's called of their probation. I can't even, I guess that so they weren't allowed to, they weren't allowed to interact with each other until they turned 21. They had to live with their parents until they turned 18. And most of them were 17. One was 16. Um, they weren't allowed to drive or ride in a car without a specific destination. So I guess that puts a damper on like the trolling around for felonies to commit. And, uh, they had to do some sort of community service unspecified just community service yeah so here's here's the here's things that really made me mad after i did because you know i looked up the judge you know i looked him up so just a few months before richard's murder this same judge had sentenced two juveniles to 60 years and 30 to 50 years respectively for the murder of a man that who had made sexual uh. advances against them and his teeny tiny little obit in the new york times says that the same year as this murder he sentenced john harvey Adam- adamson to the gas chamber for the for the local of a lo- for the murder of a local reporter a reporter one man reporter gas chamber like the reporter's life matters, you know, like that's awful. But he was I, he was most likely heavily influenced by the parents in the town is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, and the fact that the, the person city. was gay. I mean, like he seems to not have had a great track record with that. Um, he also presided over. Well, but he gave a, a hi- he gave a really hard sentence to some people who killed a guy for making sexual advances on them right i mean yeah well those, and I, that's see, a and it's, good it's thing. two juveniles the murder of a man who had made sexual advances towards them so i bet that's another gay thing these two juveniles should not have been in jail at all if this guy's making advances against them like i guess i don't know the circumstances but like if this oh this you mean like a guy you think that it was a actual self-defense if this is a guy who's actually that's what i'm thinking like if this is a guy who is like coming up to juveniles and like trying to like you know commit whatever with them like i don't know the specifics i guess that could have been another gay panic but then like why did these kids get that long of a sentence yeah well maybe they couldn't prove he was making sexual advances It, it that doesn't that's just completely irrelevant me kind of i don't know but not for um, this period not time. irrelevant not irrelevant but it's just like i just don't understand but so then he also presided over a high profile murder plot in 1977 in which patrick henry attempted to murder his former wife uh it was attempted murder of a former wife and he was convicted and sentenced to five to 15 years in prison so no probation there 
and uh, apparently it got like na- nationally famous like they made a mini tv miniseries of it or something i don't know but uh so um but some of a some of an upside uh is that Richard's legacy is that in 1977, Tucson became one of the first cities in the country to pass a bill adding sexual orientation to its anti-discrimination laws, and the law added gender identity in 1999. So, like, damn, Tucson, like, I'll crap on you for the rest, you know, for the whole previous episode, but, like, You got it together there. Yeah, in 1977 for the, um... 1977, they added, you know, sexual orientation, which was big. But then 1999 for gender identity. Like, I don't think anyone was even thinking of gender identity at that time. I mean, of course we were, but like. It was not nearly you know, what it's no one was to No today. one was putting it into their stuff. Yeah. No one was putting it in their, their anti-discrimination things at that time. So. Good rebound, yeah, Tucson. So that's, See, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was good, a good place now. Mm-hmm was my impression it's a it's a place i mean if we if if we were asked to do a live show there i wouldn't turn it down but um yeah i'm not yeah sure i don't know well that was yeah uh, at least something came of it you know like so so many so many of our stories nothing comes yeah of it it's actually has like a and horrible yeah successful something uh, something came of it yeah. and the the queer community really rallied around it and um they were really influential in getting that added and so he wasn't from tucson but he's been kind of adopted into their you know their whole brother sister huh. non-binary queerhood down there which is nice down there over there down and down over o- over over yonder. Down over yonder. Wherever the snowbirds go. Yeah. Um. Where grandma and grandpa go. Okay. Well, um, if you guys would like to like us, we would like you a lot. Um, stay tuned for our uh, unicorn though. But I'm gonna give you guys some uh, social stuff right now. So if you could like our Facebook page, we would uh, love you. Uh, we, it's Queer All Year. You can also join our group. It's called the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. Um, also, you can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at Queer All Year Pod. And if you want to get bonus episodes, bloopers, ringtones, and more, you can go to Patreon.com. Sorry about that. You had to burp. Patreon.com slash queer all year. at the same time. It was weird. We're like in sync or something. Um, Yeah, gross sync. Yeah. It's horrible. Say it again. We're just both drinking uh, pop. Um, Say it again. I talked over Patreon.com slash queer all year is where you can get bonus episodes, bloopers, ringtones, and more. Um, If you could take your uh, pod catcher. That's the term that we, yeah. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, like Spotify or iTunes, over there, there's like, uh, well, like in the iTunes app, you can scroll down to the bottom of our podcast there, and there'll be an option to put a five-star review and a review. We would really appreciate if you did that. Um, if you want to get feedback, though, you should send a the same uh, review to our um 
Queer All Year Mafia page because we'll be able to respond to you there. Because we always want to improve. So please give us your honest opinions. Um, And then now it's time for the unicorn. Um, yes, and I did just find that um, Tucson is number 28 on the 50 worst American cities to live in, but Kansas City is 49. So, uh, which is crazy. Kansas City is a great place to live. Maybe not. Like, It's Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Missouri is better, right? The Kansas side is weird. Oh, no. Where's the Missouri side? The Missouri side has alcohol. You just walk into a grocery store at 3 a.m. Yeah. and you just grab vodka off. And the they don't line. have open bottle laws. Which just mean that it's like you can't drink oh. and drive, but the passengers can yeah. drink. Can't, they, they have like drive through yeah. uh, liquor stores. You can have you, Yeah, you can have an open container as long as there is more than one person in the car. You know, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Do you listen to all the episodes before? Um, because not I'm pretty sure I've dropped one. several. Well, I usually mark those and put them in. Uh, but, um, I'm pretty sure. And I just like, even if I listen to them and I'm just like, I'm sure I have just not heard them. Oh my God. It said Lawrence. I was okay. Recap. So I was give us Lawrence that unicorn advice. All right. Lubbock, Texas. It's 41. Um, today is Saturday, and so, as we know, the unicorn takes one of these days off. I'm not sure what her Sabbath is anymore. So, today and tomorrow, the unicorn says, too old is just a mindset. Get out of it. Which is what everyone in the family has been telling me lately, and sorry, I cannot afford either monetarily or hourly to go back to school. Please stop. Thank you for the... But that doesn't mean you, you can't act young. Yeah, I can act young. I just can't act like I have just, you know, you know, uh, scholarship money to throw around so I can go become a forensic pathologist at Washburn. You know? mm-hmm. Typical story. Well, get us out of here. What? All right. Well, um, yeah, do it. You're not too old to do anything. Um, go to school if you want or don't or learn to be an exotic dancer if you want because I, I think that'd be fun do what you want to do because you're not too old to do it and just remember that no matter where you are you are exactly where the universe wants you to be <laughs>